Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, conversations with local passionate runners, because to run a city is to know a city. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. What's up, you guys? Happy New Year. I think it's still safe to say that. We are so happy to be back after a little bit of a hiatus. We have some really great conversations coming your way in 2023 with awesome runners that are passionate about running and travel. And for episode 112, we want to kick it off with Jay Stevenson. So Jay is the co-owner of Run Free Training, the online coaching service that he co-owns with Ryan Hall. He also owns two specialty running stores in Georgia, the Big Peach Running Company and GoGo at the Shoebox. Jay is a coach and he's also an amazing runner in his own right. He was the USA Club Steeple National Champion. He was a track and field nationals qualifier, a cross country nationals qualifier, and a USA World Cross Country Team Trials qualifier. He has PRs of 29.43 in the 10K and 14.18 in the 5K. Jay runs every single day. He has a lot of goals that he's gonna be chasing coming up and he's awesome so it was so great to have him on the show we talk about run free training we talk about coaching and running and then of course we talk about the travel portion which we love we talk about jay's hometown of rome georgia where he lives with his wife and kids He shares with us where he loves to go running, where he likes to dine out, fun things to see and do in Rome, which is just outside of Atlanta, and so many cool, cool tidbits. So we're excited to share this with you guys. So here we go. Every January, it's the same thing. The gyms are filled to capacity. Everyone's doing dry January. There's slogans everywhere saying, new year, new you. And what are your New Year's resolutions? Nah, you don't need any of those things. You need to have a solid goal, you show up on a consistent basis, and find out what's going on inside your body. What does your sleep look like? How are your cortisone levels? What's your iron looking like and your cholesterol? Those are all important biomarkers that Inside Tracker helps you find out. You go and get a quick blood draw, or they can come to your house. They come back with a comprehensive plan and they show you what are the things that you need to work on. And you can get to work doing just that. We wanna offer you guys a discount to help you get started. Use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off. Go to our personal landing page at insidetracker.com slash SWEETRUN. And those are the changes that you need to make to make the best of 2023. We love Inside Tracker and we know you guys are going to love it too. So, what are you waiting for? All right, friends, please enjoy our conversation with Jay Stevenson. Jay Stevenson, welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you guys. Excited to just chat and have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I have to ask right off the bat do you recall a show, a good but short lived show called In Living Color? In, in the 90s? Uh, oh, 100%. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Okay. So I, I just want to know, are you part Jamaican, man? Oh, no. I So I don't get the reference. Like what So there was, there was a running skit in that show about these Jamaicans and how they had like 20 jobs, right? Oh. Ah. And, and it was like, oh, you know, Bobby only has three jobs. He's pretty lazy. And I'm like, dude, 
you must be part Jamaican. How many jobs do you have, bro? I know so, so many one, businesses. One one of the running jokes at my house is when I leave the house at the beginning of the day, my kids will say, "Daddy, what job are you going to do today?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, man, you know, the funny thing about me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, is um, sometimes you figure out what you love a little bit later. And I only did running. I only focused on running from the time I was like 14 to 32. I, I read every book. I went to every seminar. I did every certification. And then I got to the point where what I realized that I really enjoyed about running the most was the people. And when I stopped coaching in college, I did some uh, corporate wellness. Like I was in for a, a large corporation. I love the corporation I worked for, but I didn't really enjoy like the corporate environment and the people as much. And so I quit and a buddy of mine and I bought a running store. And I realized what I loved was the fact that I could work with my friend who I really enjoyed. And so a lot of what I've done over the years has grown out of, if I know somebody, I really get along with them and we jive, we just start riffing on like, what business could we do together? And honestly, that's kind of where Run Free came from as well, is Ryan and I have always had a good relationship. We were just talking on the phone one day and I was like, man, would you be interested in starting a running coaching program? Because I knew that I loved hanging out with them. I knew we got along well. And it's less about like what you do and so much more about who you do it with. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So how did you and Ryan meet? Yeah. So- I think in 2002 or 2003, somewhere in that, that range, um, I was at a training camp in Mammoth Lakes, California, and Ryan was there with uh, some Stanford teammates. And it was called, it's still, it's still going on to this day. It's called the Altitude Project. Hmm. So it's a Christian distance running camp, and it's for collegiate athletes. Uh, from all over the country and you come and train in Mammoth Lakes. And so we were at the camp together. And as I recall, um, Ryan was injured and coming back from being hurt. And I was in like peak form. So we actually did a lot of runs together, him as being injured and me in top form. (laughs) And so that's how I got to know him a little bit was just, uh, just getting the opportunity to train together for a couple weeks in, in California. Okay. And so you guys have been friends ever since. And then when did this idea, when did you propose this idea? Um, so I had been coaching athletes online, um, for a really long time since like 2005. And I kind of knew that part of coaching and part of growing a business is partnering with people that you enjoy being with and that are in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so those were two things that I was like, man, Ryan is amazing. Like he's got an amazing following. He's an amazing person. Um, we get along really well. And so I just pitched the idea to him and I was like, hey, would you be interested in combining your coaching you're doing currently since he had retired in 2016 
And I was like, my coaching I'm doing online, let's figure out how to do it together. And uh, he was game for it. And literally I said, hey, how's uh, how's in two weeks? Why don't I fly up to Flagstaff and we can hang out, meet and chat about it. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'm free. And so uh, then I get home uh, from wherever I was. And I, and I told my wife, I was like, hey, do you mind if I go to Flagstaff in two weeks? <laughs> And uh, that would be the second part of my craziness with with businesses and things. Man, I have an amazing relationship with my wife. She's so supportive. And just like that example, I mean, how many wives would be cool with two weeks notice to fly across the country for a couple of days? Yeah. Um, he was all he was like, yeah, sure. Go, go for it. Um, yeah. How long are you going to be gone? Yeah, <laughs> nice. That was kind of the the genesis, really, of, um, you know, trying to start a coaching business with Ryan. And then the other thing that I've learned over the years, just in, in general, is if you're going to get something done, like there's no time like the present and there's no better way to do it than in person. I love in-person meetings if we have the opportunity, even with run-free athletes, like a lot of my athletes, like I know you and Jared met at one of your races like that's just so valuable even though we're an online you know coaching business that's why we have camp that's why man I make every opportunity with my athletes to like if they're even close to me I'll go watch them race or if we're in the same town go go watch them and meet them there's so much value I'm sure you enjoyed uh your time with Jared uh and speaking of Jared, how, how is, uh, tell me how it is being coached by someone that I coached for 18 years. How is that? Oh my gosh. You know, it's so, it's so neat. Like learning the whole, when I first learned about the connection with you guys and that you had been his coach for so long yeah. and still are his coach, you know, yep. still coaching him, but yeah, it's really like, you know, it's, coming up on three years and we just have this like good seamless pattern going, you know, and, you know, we'll have our chats and, um, you know, he gives me really challenging workouts, (laughs) which is good for me. I need that. Um, it's great. I mean, it's great because I feel like there's kind of like no end point or no boundaries. It's kind of like, you know, you know, that point where you feel like your coach really continues to believe in you. Yeah. So I feel that way about him. Like, it's like, he continues to believe in me. He's like, we have so much left to accomplish and, or so much to accomplish period. So it's been great. That's a huge testament to you as an athlete too, because the only way that works coach athlete to me is if the athlete is demanding the best of their coach and and they're also demanding the best of your yourself like you want to get good and when he sees your goals your passion you setting high standards for yourself that automatically demands more out of him like he did that to me so many times where he was like jay here's what i want to do and i'm like like man all right let's go. You can do it. It's going to take a lot, but you can do it. And I mean, he went from a uh, guy that ran 432 in the mile in high school, which is a decent high school mile, and then ended up running, uh, you know, 517 pace 
for a marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge, that is a huge accomplishment. And uh, like, I think that, and and, you know, it's funny, somebody was asking, how did he do that? And I heard him say, it just took 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) Just 15 15 years. years. I know. And it's kind of like when you hear, when you hear a story like that, you realize like it does take a long time. And so you just keep stacking experiences and training cycles and all the things and figuring out what works and what doesn't. And you just keep stacking up and sat in and at some point it will come together. Yeah. I think everything takes a long time. Everything. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no one hit wonder overnight success. Like even those people that seem like they have that overnight success, you just didn't get to see the 10 years leading up. That's right. Yeah. You just didn't see it. And they put in their time and they're, it's crazy. Like you have to do it as an athlete, a business person, running a podcast, anything just takes. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of what we don't have is patience ourselves to get there sometimes. Yeah. We think it should happen too quickly. But yeah, I love stories like that in, in understanding people's success so we can like track it and know, okay, it's cool that I'm not there yet. It's cool. I just got to keep going one day at a time. Yeah. my yeah. One of my favorite sayings, you know, from a comedian I heard, he was like, yeah, it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. And, you know, I'm sure he probably didn't coin the phrase, but He's like, yeah, it only took me 20 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. And, he, and that yep. was his thing. He's like, you just didn't see the other tw- the first 20 years, you know? Yep. Yep. All, Definitely. The, all the sacrifices. I want to talk about, so you currently own a running store in Georgia. Now, what is that like being the owner of a running store? I mean, are you, is your, are you physically at the store every day, a couple times a week? What does that look like? So uh, we started in 2012, we bought an existing running store Um, and uh, we bought it with the thought process of, we think we can grow this. And so in, uh, here's your overnight success story in 10 years. So 10 years later, we've doubled the volume of that store. Mm -hmm. So man, you know, overnight success in 10 years, just like we were talking about. Yeah. And then last year we opened a second store, uh, 30 miles, uh, 20 miles, uh, South of us. So I kind of split some time there, but most of the time I'm at the second store. And then my business partner runs Powell Fulton. He runs the first one. Okay. And then, and then honestly, like most of my work time right now is spent on run free. Okay. Okay. What's the name of your running stores? Uh, so go, go running is the one in Rome, Georgia. And then big peach running company is actually the second one is the franchise. We joined a larger group of running stores and that one's in Cartersville, Georgia. Okay. Okay. That's so fun. I mean, it's like you're taking everything that you love and you've made a business out of all of that, you know? And I think that's what, you know, people talk about, like, how do I be successful and like love what I do? And I think it's like, if you take something that you love and you find a way to make a business out of it, then, I mean, yeah, it's hard work, but it doesn't seem, it's something that you enjoy. Yeah. I I will say that, um, man, it is really hard. Like starting 
things are really difficult. And I get asked that question from time to time, how do I start something? And usually my answer is you need to start it in the margins. Because I've never, not once, put all my chips in. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm afraid to do that. Like that's scary to me. And so like, I think, you know, we started the running store, uh, the first one when we bought it, um, I actually had another job for a little while. And then once we kind of knew, all right, it can sustain us financially. But even then we didn't take a paycheck for like four or five months. Yeah. So I, I just think like starting in the margins is not a terrible idea. And I mean, golly, the internet is amazing. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Like you can do that in the margins and not spend a ton of money and do something you love as a side hustle, a side gig, and then figure it out as you go. And I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Now, as a consumer, what do I need to know about a running store from our owner's point of view that I probably never even think about? I'm just coming in and grabbing my stuff. And do you have this? Or why don't you have that? What <laughs> What's that other side that you're like, man, I wish consumers really just knew what, we, what we're dealing with. So I wish they would come in more as a blank slate and with a little bit more, um, I don't know that humility is the right word, but it's similar to humility, a little more open-mindedness about what there is that's available. So a lot of the times someone will come in a store and they'll be like, uh, so-and-so down the street told me that uh, on clouds are the best shoes. I just want on cloud. And the truth be told, a lot of the times they don't even know the name of the shoe. They're like, they're like, I want the OCs or the hookahs or the Saucony's. <laughs> and they're talking about on cloud Hoka and Saucony. They don't even know the name of the shoe. Right. And they're already demanding. And so we always try to guide them, right? Well, let's scan your feet. Let's look at how you run, how you walk, what you're going to do in the shoe. But I think like if we could have more of a blank slate, if somebody came in and said, Hey, I'm here for the full experience. Show me everything you got. Like that would be awesome. You actually would get, if you're going into a running store and you say, I want to see everything you got, show me massage tools, show me socks, shoes, tell me how I should do it. You're going to get better service Mm -hmm. because you're open. Mm -hmm. You know, you're open to the possibilities. And this, this is true for me too. When I get a new pair of shoes, I go in the store before it opens. I get there an hour before and I will try on 15 different pair of shoes Mm. and I'll, I'll run in each pair for two minutes and I'll line them up behind the treadmill and I'll put to the right side, the ones that feel good, the left side, the ones that don't. And I'll keep going. And it surprises me because sometimes a shoe I put on stepping into it feels completely different when I jog in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. I hated the uh, alpha fly, the Nike alpha fly. Okay. 
the first time I put it on, it hurt my arch. And I was like, I don't know what the big deal is. But I was like, you know what? I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for anything that's new, right? If you tell me it has some new technology in it, I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just get it. So I bought a pair and I just went for a run and I was like, oh my gosh, these things are amazing. Like that's happened so many times to me where like, I just gave it a little bit more of a shot and had a little more open mind. So yeah, that'd be my number one. Okay. This is going to be so valuable for people listening because at some point, all of us as runners go into a running store. And so now we'll have a more open mind going in there. Okay. I want to go back a little bit to run free because you were saying you put, you know, so much of your time and energy into it. It's been four years. Is that right? Since you guys started the business. Mm -hmm. So where do you see it going? And has, I mean, how, how has the process been so far? Where, Where do you see it going from here? So, um, that's a really good question. Really interesting question. Uh, because, I see where we're going to be in two years is drastically different from where we're at right now in terms of what we're delivering for our athletes. Like we're constantly working on how do we treat you guys even better? Mm. How do we provide more resources for our coaches? How do we become the very best online coaching service that exists anywhere and ever like we're trying to put as much resources back into run free as possible so you know on one hand it's like uh hey just wait two years and we'll have even better coaching uh (laughs) but i mean obviously you don't really want to say that because you don't want anyone to wait i feel like we provide a great service now yeah but i feel like it's just going to get better and better And then also like for you and Jared, I mean, you're, you're entering a period now that is like a golden period for an athlete coach relationship. You've been together a few years, you know, each other, you're jiving. Now you can really speak each other's language. And so from a, from an athlete to coach perspective, Like that's my hope and dream for every athlete. So I've been running for 27 years. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Um, I've got a 25 year streak of sub five minutes in the mile. And uh, I can't, I think I have a 15 year streak of sub 440. But even the cooler stat in all that is I've had a coach every year I've run. Okay. Okay. So who's your coach? Mitchell coaches me. Okay. Mitchell Robertson, our 1% coach. Yeah. Yeah. And so the value there is I've had so many uh, long-term coaches and opportunities to like get to know people, learn from them, understand how to coach athletes better. But even, even for me, like, I feel like I've got a really good grasp on training strategically. Um, you know, technically I'm always learning more, but I can't coach myself. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I, yeah. I tried for short stints and I would be like on the track 
deciding whether I was going to do one workout or the other. Yeah. That's not a good place to be. It's not, it's just frustrating. And then I was spending an inordinate amount of time designing my own training day to day. Cause you can think about it all day long, every day. Oh yeah. Right. right. And so I think that is really like the, the dream and the message, like how many people can be kind of free of their, of themselves and give you back some more time to do other things and to actually focus on your workout that day. Instead of what you're going to do, you can now focus on how am I going to approach this? How can I mentally prepare for it? How can I do it to my best ability while being present and in the moment instead of having to like alter and design things yourself in on the fly? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of my my hope for run free for the future and also for each athlete as they get coached currently. Yeah. I love that. Cause I would be doing the same thing. I would be a mess if I had to design my own training, I would be overthinking it, changing my mind. <laughs> now, curi- now, now curiously, do you, do you have the same philosophy for business? Do you have like a business mentor because you're doing so many things or do you just make sure you partner with people that can be that counterpart to you? So I've got a few like key partners that are um, doing similar jobs in different businesses. So uh, my business partner with the running store, uh, Powell Fulton, he also does all our accounting for run free. Oh, okay. Cool. So, so we meet, um, we, I actually met today, we do a monthly meeting and we do run free and go through all the finances of run free. We go through all like real estate stuff. We go through all, um, running store stuff. So that's, that's definitely like, honestly could not do it without power. And then with each business unit, like I'm okay hiring a manager and making a little bit less. Yeah. Mm. Like that, that's okay. Because then I can count on them. Like we've got managers for both stores. And at some point we really do want to hire a, we, we still, we still do not have a full-time admin with run free. Mm. And that's something that's on the table for probably next year is a full-time um, onboarding person, admin, making sure we're delivering on the Holistic Five. I mean, there's a lot going on in that realm. And so we want to get to the point where we have a manager in that too. Yeah, that will okay. be cool. So let's talk about your running for a little bit. You are an amazing athlete, very accomplished. You've been running for a long time. So what's going on now? Do you have any goals on the table or things you want to accomplish now? So, uh, I got stuck in a good way Uh, for me. Anyway, I think it's a good way. I got stuck on the indoor mile, which is such a unique event. Like no one runs the indoor mile as their primary event. Yeah. But that's what I get ready for every year. And I'm not even sure why, but I just love it. I love the fact that it's a tight indoor 200 meter track. Um, there's a lot of like adrenaline and bumping. It's like NASCAR racing. So I've been doing that every year. 
I've been doing it every year for quite a while now. So my goal this year is to break 430 in the mile again. Okay. Um, so I've done a couple of time trials to run like 436, 434, but I've yet to do a race. Um, I actually race on the 22nd or the 21st of this month will be my first indoor for this year. Okay. That's nice. cool. So now are you just a miler? Like, do you want to do any longer stuff or have you done any marathons or halves? So I probably won't do many more marathons, at least in the next couple of years, just because my kids are young. Um, they're seven and 12. Yeah. And I did some marathoning before they were, well, when they were real young, like two to six, two to four, when they were real young, eh, it doesn't really matter. You can be tired and still play with them. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm kind of waiting until I get a little bit older and I may bounce back to the marathon, but I did a half last year. I did uh, the big bear half marathon Okay. from uh big bear on the mountain all the way down into, I think it's San Bernardino. Yeah. I think yeah. That's right. And uh, dude, 13.1 miles straight downhill. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Bags <laughs> of ice. You How are you feeling the next day? <laughs> Listen, uh, I remember nine days later, I was still sore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nine days later, like really sore. But here's the cool thing about running a downhill race and that race in particular with the alpha flies and carbon fiber soft shoes. I felt nothing during the race. Oh, that's good. Like I felt amazing. Like the impact was way less than it would have been with anything else. If I'd run 10 years ago. Yeah. Now um, the other thing that was fun about that race is I felt like I was like 10 years younger because you're running so fast yeah. and from a physiological standpoint, aerobically, you're not even really breathing that hard because mm. it's more of a musculoskeletal challenge. Mm -hmm. It's more of a postural and a, a core strength and a muscular strength issue to continue to turn your legs over and not fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just fun to run super fast and run splits that I haven't run in like eight years, 10 years. Wow. Was yeah. that the revel, the big bear revel yep. race? Yep. It was the big bear revel race. Okay. Yes. Okay. Was I've heard good things about that. I've heard good, good feedback about that race. So I, I have some like PTSD from the soreness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I didn't go back this year because I was like, I just don't want to be sore for that many days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I was so sore. Oh my God. But the other thing is I was, I went all in, all, all in on that race, like hundred percent effort uh, from like mile four. I was like, wow, I don't know if I can hold this. Okay. Whoa. Okay. What was yeah. your time? Um, I ran one ten oh one. That's fast. Yeah. So okay. I almost broke 110. Nice. Well, you'll have to get over the PTSD and go back at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got to forget how sore I was. 
So the last time you ran a marathon then has been some years ago, if your kids were, you know, younger. I don't even remember. I think 2017. Okay. Okay. Oh, that wasn't so, so long ago. Or are we yeah. just fooling ourselves? It's 2023. <laughs> Yeah, you cancel out like what a year and a half, two years because of COVID, right? So that, yeah. those two don't count. So you go back and it was only yeah. like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the last marathon you ran and what was your time? Um, I think the last one I ran was Boston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I ran like 250. Okay. Not, nice. not, not great for for me, but I really enjoyed like, man, I, I was about to walk the last like five or six miles or in really slow the last five or six miles, but it was a great experience. I loved Boston. And if I was going to run a marathon, I definitely would go back and I'd try to qualify and go back to Boston. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. 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 I love Boston. I mean, the only thing is, is you, you don't know what kind of weather you're going to get, but that's just part of the experience. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, I I was a little bit warm that day. Yeah, and um, honestly, I just messed up. I went out too hard, and I I had to I, I crawled home. Yeah, well, hey, so, crawling home to a two fifty. Yeah. I, I understand yeah. it may not be your best, but that that's all right by me. I was behind yeah. you. I was there in two thousand seventeen, and I remember it was hot at the end. Yes, it got warm. Yeah, it was definitely hot. Well, this is exciting. I mean, you're still like running super fast in the mile. So you we'll have to see how I want to hear about how it goes in a couple weeks on the indoor track. We don't have any indoor tracks here in California. Like from somewhere, but I have yeah, no clue. That's not a, that's not really a thing, but um that's cool that you get to do that. Um and then you have the Run Free podcast that you guys have reinvigorated. So how's that going? It's going really good. Um, Chad's at the helm, and then I'm jumping in as a guest host when he needs me. And Courtney's going to do some guest hosting as well. So, um, yeah, super fun. Love chatting with uh, with anybody that uh, has some passion for the sport or uh, or for running or exercise or whatever. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. And Chad's done an amazing job. Like he's such a good uh, conversationalist does a great job with the podcast. So super excited about that. All right. We'll put the link in the show notes, you guys. So everyone can go and check out the run free podcast. Yeah. No, we, we we can't ignore the elephant in the room here. (laughs) Go the resume. Like I said, you're the Jamaican with the 20 jobs, right? How do you get running in? Like, how do you, you, your wife, the kids, how do you balance all that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And um, so uh, one thing that uh, I kind of stole from Ryan was uh, he would tell people when he was running professionally that he had a meeting uh, from 12 to 2, I think it was. Okay. Like, can you can you hop on a call? To, uh, sorry, I'm booked from 12 to 2. And so, man, I'm booked from 8 to 10. Yeah. I'm just booked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm booked. I'm booked. I give myself two hours. And uh, if you want me to do any, if this podcast was at 8 a.m., man, be trouble. trouble (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So I just try to protect that time. 
Um, and that's my advice to athletes as well. Like really find a time of day and start guarding it and do mm-hmm. your best. And man, here's the thing. If you can't get it done today, man, there's another day tomorrow. I mean, nothing, nothing that I do, fortunately, nothing that I do is going to harm anyone. No one's going to get hurt. No one's going to die mm-hmm. if I do it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that's true for most of us, really. Yeah. I think we give a lot of priority to things and some of them need priority, but also like, man, if I don't run, if I don't get my training session in, it's hard for me to function. Like sure. I just can't. I can't do it. I have to do it. How, how is that for you guys? How do you guys oh. fit it in? Oh, well, I mean, for me, for sure. Like, yeah, I'm not a fun person to be around. You know, if I'm, if I haven't gone on my run, I'll, I'll kick her out. I like, if we haven't got like, Hey, go, go, please, please <laughs> just go take the shoes. I'll start throwing shoes out the door. Just go, please. But I think it is that sense of, well, I mean, it's like something that you're used to. It makes you feel happy. You feel centered and like ready to be a good mom, wife, business person. Like you just feel good. So it's like, I'm going to find a way to make sure I do it nearly every day, six days a week, seven days sometimes. Yeah. And you know, and for me, it's, I'm a little bit more like, I'm just finding the whole, you know, like when an open spot comes, but I try to keep the routine of after work just to get my miles in and somewhere on a, you know, Saturday to get either usually early or late, you know, just I'm, it's more counterpart to whatever she's doing and then the kids and work and all everything else. But it, it it's, it's just a big priority for me just now in life, just to be, I have to keep the routine now um, yeah. at least yeah. four or five days out of the week um, and, you know, not training for anything, but yeah, I just think about that. Like, okay. It's because it's tough and you've got the two kids and all the things just like so many people. And so it's always good to hear people's perspective on how they do it. And mm-hmm. it just reminds me of like being I'm in sales. And so for, you know, prospecting time, it's like the best, the the most important appointment you set is the one you set with yourself is the way we yeah. always talk about it. You know, yeah, block out that time for you to get to propel yourself forward. And if it's running, then that's what it is. And just block out those two hours, man. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife runs too. And I think that's a huge help as well, because there's uh, like family empathy to the need. Right. I think that's the other thing with uh, high school athletes that I talk to parents about is sometimes the parents want their kids to be really good at a sport. But if you as a parent aren't carving out that window for your kid to do what they want to do and to then then you're really not giving them the opportunity. So I think from family wise, we try to carve out the opportunity and I bribe my kids to to run, too, with uh, candy. (laughs) (laughs) Candy always works. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, why not? It's the perfect time to eat candy. Go run a mile. You can have some candy. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. 
Well, we want to talk about where you live with your wife and your two kids. All right. So let's talk about where you live in Rome, Georgia. What is it like? How far are you from Atlanta? Yeah. So I'm 65 miles northwest of Atlanta um, and really actually kind of close to the Alabama border. Um, So if we go about an hour north, we're in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, So really, um, it's a small town. The reason I'm still here, still here, is uh, Barry College is where I went to school. It's literally one mile from my house. And uh, so Paul Deaton is the coach there. He coached me for so many years, uh, college and post-college as well. Um, I fell in love with the city after college. Uh, I tried to leave a couple times. Uh, my wife and I went and visited uh, Boone, North Carolina. We considered moving to Mammoth. We were going to do lots of stuff, but I just we have such a good friend base here. Um, and it really started with the fact that we spent four years of college here and developed good church community, good uh, connection with uh, my college coach and his wife and their family. And then just springboarded from there. But the second reason is uh, it's always related to running, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We are one mile from a track. And so I will jog over and do my track workouts there. Um, Beautiful track uh, in the middle of uh, some, literally in the middle of cow fields. Um, So it's (laughs) super great. Yeah, it's uh, in Barry College is 28,000 acres. Wow. Gosh. So it's the largest college in the world. What? Oh, my gosh. I never yeah. knew that. By, by land, it's yeah. the largest college in the world. That's a and there are 70, 80 miles of forest access roads that we train on. And then on Barry's campus there is a track, another track, a second one that was built in like 1920s. Mm. And it is one of the last uh, cinder tracks, like dirt track. Mm-hmm. And so Very- we do a lot of tempo work there. It's I just love training here. And when you combine my families in Atlanta, my, my parents are in Atlanta, my sister's in Atlanta. So you know, for me, the theme is always not what, it's who. Yeah. Like, so when I have my family close and, you know, all of these people around that I just love interacting with, like, that's why we've, we've stayed in Rome and then added, you know, the awesome running trails. Um, yeah, you should ask Jared about some of the, some of the trails in Rome. Breaking into our conversation with Jay for just a quick minute. One... Have you subscribed to the Sweet Run podcast? And have you left us a rating and review? You can leave it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast content. We would so appreciate it and it would help new listeners to find our show. The second thing is... We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Inside Tracker. Go to insidetracker.com slash sweetrun. Use the code sweetrun at checkout to save 25% off. And that is an awesome way to kick off your 2023. And now let's get back to our conversation with Jay. Yeah, yeah. I will. But I want yeah, to share with us. Give, give us a couple good ones. Yeah, where, where should we go running when we come to visit? Uh, you need to go to Barry, first of all. 
Okay. And then uh, you just need to call me and I'll take you on a tour. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, the way, that's the way to go. So one of the unique things about Barry is the trails aren't marked. Okay. So I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's they don't want to mark them or haven't put in the effort. But like, dude, you can get lost out there pretty easily. Mm. So um, there's a lot of a lot to see, a lot of places to run. So, yeah. That sounds amazing. Okay, so then you would say that if someone is listening to this podcast and they're in Atlanta and somehow they find themselves in Rome, go to Barry College and, and run on the trails there. Yep. Do some out and backs first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So now what are, what's the food scene like in Rome? Where yeah, would you gotta refuel? Where do you like to eat? Yeah. So the two places that I would definitely give was like local cuisine. Like I don't want to give uh like a chain spot that you can get anywhere, you know? Yeah. So uh, we have actually a really good Thai restaurant. Mm. Um, it's called mm. Yummy Thai. Okay. Really good. Um, we go, I love getting a Panang curry and uh, any, any of their egg rolls, everything they make is awesome. Uh, the other place is an Italian restaurant, local owner, it's called Bellarama. And, Again, like back to college days, like so the owners are Eddie and Zana and Eddie and Zana. I've literally known them for 24 years mm-hmm. and they have been restaurateurs in Rome for 24 years. Wow. It's so cool, man. I go in there, get a big hug from Zana, yeah. you know, say hello to Eddie, grab some food, take it home or we go eat there. So those are my two spots that, um, honestly, it's like, where are we going to eat Bellaroma or Yummy Thai? Like, those are our two go-tos. Okay. That sounds so good. Now, if you do a, a breakfast brunch after an early morning run, anything you'd go do uh, there? Yeah. So um, there's one good spot that has amazing food. The only downside is there's no indoor seating. So you got to kind of deal with the weather. Uh, okay. It's uh, it's called Sunflower Bakery. Ooh, that's good. Um, and the lady's name is Sunny Knaus. Again, like that's to me, like I you, you know the owner. They, they make amazing food and it's like super small town. So that'd be my number one breakfast spot. Um there's another one called Landmark Cafe that is more like a typical like diner. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's where a lot of people go for breakfast. Like if you're just wanting a ton of food, like you're in a long run, you could go there for breakfast. But if you're wanting like, you know, really like clean eating and like really high quality, then I'd go to Sunflower Bakery. Yeah. Okay. I love the fact that you live in a small town and you know the names yeah. of the owners. That's, That's cool. so cool. Like we would never know. I mean, that, when you live in a big city, that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Atlanta, like my whole, basically till I was like 18. Um, so I've had both scenarios and we actually moved back to Atlanta for a year and then we were like, we can't do it. We got to mm. We got to get out. of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that. What about places to stay? Little, like a, I don't know. B&B, local hotel, yeah. anything that's interesting. Or just a good so, night's sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I got one. Um, what is it? It's uh, it's downtown, and it's on like we have a river, the Etowah River and the Usanala. They're actually not very clean rivers, so don't get too excited about oh, it. But, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's still it's still kind of pretty to look out. Uh, so there's two hotels that sit that are situated on the river. One's downtown, and I think it's the Hampton Inn. It's not a local place, but at least it's it's super nice. And then there's another one across the river. I'm blanking on the name, but it is more of a like local one. We, there used to be a place called uh, the Claremont House oh. um, that we would go stay at. Uh, and here, oh, here's a fun fact for you guys. So the Claremont house, if you watch um, Stranger Things. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys watch, ever watch Stranger Things? I've never watched. I can't. I have I've to say I haven't watched it yet. yet. No, so uh, the second season was filmed in Rome and the Claremont house is the house where like the bad guy lives. Ah. Um, so, little, okay. little tidbit. Yeah. But is, is it no longer around? I don't think you can stay there anymore, um, okay. but that's where we used to stay. So. I don't know. It's hard for me to pick a place to stay in a town where I already live. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like people say <laughs> that a lot. It is, it is yeah, a tough yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. What about races? I know you know the racing scene. Yeah. So we have a good half marathon, very half marathon at the college I went to. That's a really good race. Um, we have another race in Cartersville, the Cartersville half marathon. It's called the big peach Cartersville half marathon. Uh, my store in Cartersville sponsors that one. We sponsor the one half marathon at Barry too. Those are the two races that I would consider like they're worth traveling to. If you want to see a part, a different part of the country. Okay. okay. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So now I have a, uh, educational type question or advice type question. If I'm traveling, what is your key to getting a good night's sleep if you're traveling for a race? Any must do's, definitely don't do's from a coaching standpoint of view? Yeah. So you you actually asked the question I'm excited about because I spent a couple years uh, researching sleep. So like my the way that I operate is I'll get stuck on a topic and I'll like dig deep t- in it for a couple years. Yeah. So uh, I want to recommend a book first of all. Uh, it's called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Oh okay. it yes, is, it is. Did you read that? I haven't read it, but it is on. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go to Amazon yeah, and press the button because I've heard nothing but amazing things about Matthew Walker. He so, knows. So- Aside, aside from the Bible, yeah, <laughs> most influent, most influential book I've ever read in my life. Wow, that's, that's huge. <laughs> and here's why: I believe we are a sleep deprived nation, big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sleep governs so many things, yeah. from hormonal health, mental health, even weight loss. Mm-hmm. If you sleep more, it's it's in his book. He talks about you sleep more, you lose more weight, you get leaner from sleeping. Mm-hmm. Everything works better. Cancer is way down if you sleep more. Everything stress is way down. Everything is better the more you sleep. So that's first of all. Second, when I travel and when I sleep anywhere, I do a bunch of different things. 
Um, blue light blocking glasses. Okay. Okay. So I I like watching TV before I go to bed. Something, even if it's twenty or thirty minutes, it just helps me zone out. Yeah. So blue light blocking glasses, so that you don't get that sensation that you're awake because of the sunlight. You know, sunlight mm -hmm. does not allow your circadian rhythm to slow down or to start mm -hmm. the sleep cycle. Like it still says I'm awake. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so traveling, definitely do that. Um, I always wear earplugs. One, I, um, I've gotten to where I wear them every night. Oh, interesting. Like I, okay. sleep, I sleep way better. Storms don't wake me up. Lightning doesn't wake me up. If a kid screams at night, it's it's not like... It's not like I'm deaf to the world. Okay. Right. I still hear that. But the small ticks of sounds, the air conditioner coming on, I sleep right through it. That's that's actually probably my number one. And then number two is um make it as dark as possible. Yeah. And then the third would be if I only had to pick a few, there's like 15 really good tips in Matthew Walker's book. Mm. But um the other one I would pick is, so he talks about this in the book. There's a, he describes in your brain, there's a funnel, a funnel shaped um, switch in your brain. And what happens is this funnel opens up a certain uh, protein and it only opens up that protein and allows you to start your sleep cycle when your body temperature drops one degree. Oh. Hmm. So his suggestion is take a warm shower, not hot before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. I do that every night, warm shower before you go to bed. What it does is it brings your core heat to the surface of your skin and then have your temperature somewhere between, I believe he says, like 55 and 67. Okay. Like it's really cold. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, a really cool. cold. And so what happens is you take that warm shower, you step out, your heat is at the surface, but you're stepping into something cold. It allows your body temperature to drop. That funnel opens, the protein starts moving, and then it allows your brain to start the process of shutting down. Wow. All right. Oh, uh, that is good. Yeah. I, all I'm doing is repeating the book. So go read the book. Um, all right. I'm not, yeah. really, not really that smart. I just <laughs> tell me, but I may be getting some of those order of process or details wrong, but that's the gist of it. And so we sleep at 66. So when I get to the hotel room immediately, I'm like 66 on the air conditioner. So sometimes like, well, we definitely sleep with no heat and I'll wake up in the morning and it's like 64 degrees, <laughs> which is fine to sleep in. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. But then I'm freezing and I'm putting on all the, you know, when I'm getting the kids ready for school, it's cold, but it's yeah. perfect for sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I We just walk and turn the heat up. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, that. I, mean, I just be totally honest, like in the summer. It'll be 66 when we wake up or 65 and I will walk over and I'll turn the heat on to 70. 
You right, are right. my people. <laughs> that is me. Because Gerald will be like, why are you turning the heat on? I'm like, on? It's blazing hot. It's so cold. Give it 20 minutes. It'll be fine. You know? I love that. You know, and, and I'll just, I fi- I'll find another way to save like some dollars or something. But that's just me. I mean, that's just what I do. And in the winter, in the winter, we'll turn, turn it to like 65. And then we'll turn the heat on. So it kicks on at 65. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we'll do that at like seven o'clock. So it's winding down to 65 by then. Yeah. So that's perfect. No. All right. Stuff. I'm going to get that book. Okay. So now our last question we like no, to wait, ask. You didn't ask him if you recommend a good running store. <laughs> I think the running store. It's like, of course, going to your running store. <laughs> yeah. Come see it. Everybody go CJ. Oh, and and you know, all jokes aside, what would you say? Don't leave Rome, Georgia, without doing X or seeing. That's X? what I was gonna say. Oh, you said the one last question. Ah! With it, because there's another question. That's the one last question. Go with it. Let him answer the question. He stole your thunder. <laughs> um. So for for being like an outdoorsy person. Um, I definitely would either, I would go to two places at Berry College. One would be the House of Dreams. Mm. So the House of Dreams is um, a house that's uh, roughly three miles straight uphill, um, a dirt road, beautiful to run. Like I do, I do a bunch of my hill training there, like fartlek uphill continuous. Mm. Awesome. So we can run four and a half, around four, four and a half miles uphill the whole way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I would go to the house of dreams. It's just a beautiful view. It's like the top of a mountain and there's a beautiful house up there that I don't know what year, but sometime in the early 1900s, it was built for Martha Berry, who started Berry College. And her students built it for her as a surprise. Wow. That's super cool. cool. Yeah. So that's the story there. And then there's another spot, um, the reservoir, like there's a huge reservoir that they built a dam and that's where Berry gets its water from. You can see I'm a Berry College fan. I can't help it. It's an awesome (laughs) little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, we do have uh, the Rome Braves. Um, So you can come watch a baseball game as well if you're into that. Oh, that's fun. Minor League Baseball. Minor League Baseball is the absolute best to me. I've had some of the most fun because in a smaller stadium, it feels more intimate and all these things. It's it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that for sure. Um, Okay. So... This is the last question. If you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? So that's a difficult question for me to answer. So run, not race. Run. Yep. Just go for a run. Just go for a run. I like anywhere that is really, really high. Like 11, 12,000 feet. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say somewhere that I've been before my, one of my favorite spots. Okay. So there's this one spot in Crested Butte that is not quite at the top of Mount Crested Butte, but it, you can drive to it. 
and it winds through the woods. It's single track and you're at like 11,000 feet, but it's flat. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, it feels like you're in a dream. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll think of that spot and I'll be like, just like daydream about it. Like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could go back there. And what, okay. So I'll tell you one more thing that's interesting. So we do this thing at my house all the time where we say what our superhero power would be. Yeah. Right. So that would, if I could choose any superhero power, that would be my superhero power would be able to instantly go to different running spots each day, but I would still live, but I would still live at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that superpower. So like I would run in Mount Crested Butte this afternoon. And then tomorrow morning, I would be in like, you know, I don't know, Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the next day, I'd run at the South Pole. Nice. You know, and I'd just bounce around and have all these like amazing runs. But it just, I would only be there to run. And then yeah. I'd be back. You'd be there from 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Yeah. <laughs> there you and then go. You'd be home. Right. Now you know, know my schedule. Yeah, don't don't bother Jay between eight and ten Eastern. We're good to go. Uh, and you know, depending, depending on who asks, I'll give them more information. Okay. Right? Like, like if somebody that doesn't run and wouldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm booked. I'm booked. I can't yeah. make it. Got <laughs> something going on. But like if you guys asked and you'd like, what can you do it tomorrow? I'm oh, like, no, 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 I got to work out. This is what I'm going to yeah. do. It's gonna oh, super yeah. Run it, you know, so you got to be careful because if you tell that to the wrong person, <laughs> they're like, they're like, this is weird. This yeah. is super weird. Yeah. They're like, you're weird. Yeah. They're, and they're like, he doesn't like me. So he's right. saying he's going to go run. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, you know? So anyway, no, but runners, we get it. Like I totally get it because I do have my blocks of time where I'm like, this is sacred space and time and like, can't mess with it. You've got to do that. So tell us where everybody can find you who doesn't already know. Um, I guess it just depends on how, uh, all all of them, social email, whatever you want. Where do you want us to find you? Um, you know, I, I'm a slave to my email. Um, I go to email. I try to go to email zero every week. Um, so I would say the best place to really find me and get like a good response is probably email. So J at runfreetraining.com. That's probably the best. Yeah. The best spot socials. I'll respond sometimes, but I'm not like super. Sometimes I miss messages on there. Okay. Cool. This has been so fun. Yeah. All right, Jay. Thank you so Thank much. You. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Jay Stevenson, that was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was awesome to hear how you use some of the same philosophies in coaching and your personal fitness as you do in your business life. And whether at home or away, I'll definitely be making sleep 
a bigger part of my overall performance routine. And thank you for sharing your slice of running and outdoor living in Rome, Georgia. Everyone, keep up with Jay at gogorunning.com and runfreetraining.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that others can find the content. Share the show, subscribe, and also thank you to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Go to insidetracker.com slash sweetrun. Use the code SWEETRUN at checkout to save 25% off. We're so excited to share a new guest living in an awesome location with you next week. So we will see you then.